Well, good morning. Hello. I keep forgetting it's not morning everywhere where we're at. So <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> Wherever you might be in the world right now, I just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We're located in the greater Vancouver, lower mainland area in British Columbia, Canada. And it is just my pleasure to connect with you here today. We are a practical, well, we are a, a learning center for practical spirituality. That's it. <laughs> Which means that what we teach and what you learn, we hope that you use it in your everyday life. This isn't just about getting together and taking a break, you know, one hour a week. And so wherever you're at in your life, whether you're soaring or struggling or both, <laughs> there is a place for you here. And I am glad that you're joining us, whether that's live on Zoom with us or whether you're tuning in to our YouTube channel or podcast or even maybe watching on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. And as we begin, we take a time to uh, do a land acknowledgement. And so I would like to respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional ancestral and unceded territories of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo First Nations. Uh, we thank the First Nations who continue to live on these lands and care for them along with the waters and all that is above and below. And now I invite you to turn off your devices. I haven't done that yet. I'm doing it now. <laughs> if you want to silence your devices, if you can, and just let everything else go and just be here present with us. And so let's ground our time together in prayer. I invite you to turn within and take a breath and letting it go. How good it is to be alive and be together in this God moment, this divine moment, just taking a, a, a time to recognize that the source of all life is right here, right at the center of each one of us and right at the center of this time together. Just knowing that the, the divine source, the very essence of life, that it is, that it is wholeness expressing as health, that it is, it is love unfolding as peace and connection. And so I just remember that this same power that created the heavens, the earth, the, the universe, that that same power is right here at the center of me, right at the center of each one present here, of everyone. And so I know that this time together, that it is an expression of truth, that something that is said or sung or experienced, that it brings out the truth of each one here, that there is a greater sense, a greater knowing 
and ultimately embodiment, embodiment of our inherent worthiness, of our health and wholeness, of our power as humans, as spirit, having a human experience. And so I just, I just give thanks. I'm so grateful for each one who has shown up here. I give thanks for the presence. I give thanks for the wisdom that is shared, for the love that is amplified by this time together. And I give thanks for all of the gifts that are given and received during this gathering. And so it is with a heart filled with joy and an open mind that I release these words into that divine law of mind, knowing that we are so blessed by this time together. I let it be, and so it is. Each Sunday on Zoom, we gather live and we invite a musician to be with us. And today, I am so grateful to welcome back Ranj Singh. Ranj is a favorite around here with his unique blend of music that he calls Indo-Canadian folk, which is Eastern rhythms and melodies meet Western folk rock. He's been performing since the mid 80s both in bands and as a solo artist, wowing crowds and winning awards, and you're in for a real treat today. You can visit his website at Ranj Singh to learn more and listen, which I did this week and so enjoyed listening to his, to his music and his albums. Please join me in welcoming Ranj Singh. Good morning. Thank you very much. This is a song I wrote called Everything's Okay. And uh, I like to relate it to our days that we're going through now because everything's going to be okay. Lost my job yesterday Bills are piled up unpaid Car broke down on Maple Street The long walk home don't bother me Cause everything's okay Roof is leaking again My dogs jumped over the fence Neighbors banging on my door He don't like me anymore Have you seen my left shoe? Library books overdue I see your smiling face And all my problems wash away Everything's okay 
Everything's okay Everything's okay Everything's truly blessed by your your voice your music your presence thank you mm -hmm. yes and today we are going to begin with story time i love stories so i'm going to read you a story um, no falling asleep. <laughs> I'm going to, um, this comes from The Sovereign Self by Acharya Shunya. Once a king built a palace of mirrors and kept a beautiful blooming rose at its center. The mirrors enhanced the beauty of the rose then he set a pigeon free in the palace. Seeing the numerous reflections of the rose, the pigeon was attracted to them and began pecking at each mirror. Crashing into the mirrors, it only hurt its beak each time. And instead of finding happiness, it became more sorrowful since what it was seeking was only a mirage, not the truth, but it would not give up. Finally, exhausted with the fluttering about, it lost desire to look for the rose and collapsed, landing on the real rose. At last, it was satisfied. The pigeon in us tells us, if you achieve this, then you'll be happy. If you're productive, if you get married, if you lose weight, then you'll be happy. And so we move through life, pecking that mirror, thinking that one day we'll be satisfied. But controlling circumstances, conditions, 
or even other people, will never bring the kind of satisfaction and joy you're truly seeking. Yes, being more productive or getting what you want or achieving something greater or more will bring at least a moment of relief or even happiness. But for how long? Last week, I talked with you about how growing up, I learned that my accomplishments were what made me worthy. And when I was in my 20s, I graduated from one of the top business schools in America. <laughs> it's true. I have an undergraduate degree in business, and I was even a tax accountant for a time. Can you imagine? <laughs> But I was a single mom and I had paid my own way through college and university. And up until this point, that was one of my biggest accomplishments in life. And it was grueling and I wanted to quit. I, I remember even going to talk to my Dean at, at university my first semester there. And I'm like, Dean, I'm a single mom, I can't do this. And literally the Dean said, you were a single mom before you started this program, you knew what you were getting involved in, you either make it or you don't. Oh, okay. Well, I made it and I graduated and I was so proud of myself. I'm still <laughs> so proud of myself for that accomplishment. And yet not long after graduating, I felt a huge, emptiness and disappointment even. And, and why was that? Because the false belief that had driven me so hard was still alive inside of me. After this huge accomplishment, I hadn't achieved worthiness. Now, I was even faced with having to achieve something bigger, right? Because I still believed that my accomplishments is what created my worthiness. I was still pecking at the mirror. So this month, I've been sharing with you from Sovereign Self, claim your inner joy and freedom with the empowering wisdom of the Vedas, Upanishads, and Bhagavad Gita by Acharya Shunya. And you might have been wondering, why are we seeking guidance from other faith traditions than our own? And this is because new thought philosophy of which we're a part draws from the Vedas, Upanishads, and Bhagavad Gita. So new thought belief systems like ours they come from the Vedas. And we might not have been studying the science of mind text over this past month. However, we've been studying what inspired the science of mind text. And Shunya's, Acharya Shunya's teachings, they're designed to awaken you to a secret spiritual dimension inside of you 
that she calls the self with a capital S. Now, just to remind you that the, the self with a capital S is infinite intelligence. It is pure consciousness. It is the divine power that illumines everyone and everything. It's the very essence of life itself. Anacharya Shunya teaches us that it is forever self-aware, sovereign, awake, and boundless. Essentially, the self with a capital S is the divine in you. And here's some awesome news. The nature of self with a capital S is bliss. It is unimaginably powerful, inherently joyful, infinitely playful, and creative. Yeah. And guess what? This is who and what you are. This is who and what you really are. You are the rose in the palace. Why then, you ask, are you fluttering about pecking at the mirrors? Excellent question. Acharya Shunya teaches us it is because of something called Maya. And Maya is a cosmic veil of forgetfulness that disconnects us from this deep spiritual dimension and truth within us. You see, as humans, our eternal spirit or self with a capital S is born into these physical bodies. And, and so then as humans, we come equipped with these thinking minds, with our feeling hearts and our physical bodies and the identity maker called the ego. So seemingly by default, and this happens to everyone, we forget our divine self and we get trapped in limiting beliefs. So this leads to things like comparing yourself to others or imagining you aren't good enough or amassing material possessions or maybe focusing on what's missing or just awfulizing in general. But when we understand that this is caused by the forgetfulness of Maya, we can launch a quest to remember. And this, dear ones, is our spiritual journey. It's your spiritual journey. You know, oftentimes it is the pain of Maya that inspires you to embark on a quest to remember and embody your spiritual truth. You see, we suffer when we are trapped in the forgetfulness of Maya. Smashing our beaks against the mirrors hurts. <laughs> and one of the core messages of Maya is not enoughness. You aren't enough. There isn't enough. They'll never be enough. You'll never be enough. Ugh, right? These ideas hurt. But no matter how many mirrors of false beliefs exist in your life, the rose of truth 
is blossoming within you. Discovering that rose, discovering that rose, it requires your transformation. And transformation takes courage. But what I want you to know today is that transformation isn't really change. You don't have to change and fix yourself. Transformation is waking up to something you've always known. There is a part of you that has never forgotten. And the awakening that I'm talking about is connecting with the divine within you and step by step realizing your spiritual truth. This takes courage because it requires you to stop doing whatever it is you're doing to try to outrun or outwit those limiting beliefs or the beliefs that simply have you pecking at that mirror. Remember mine was that my worth comes from my accomplishments. So waking up to your spiritual magnificence requires you to identify and root out limiting beliefs about yourself and the world. And the thing is, limiting beliefs, they tend to be embedded within your psyche and they're held in place by pain, fear, just uncomfortable emotions in general. So in order to truly free yourself of limiting beliefs, you actually must address any emotional wounding that you might have, even if you don't want to. So this is where some of us will choose spiritual bypassing instead of spiritual liberation. Now, Acharya Shunya writes, let me turn to the page, page 30. Yeah, we're still only in chapter two or three <laughs> of this book. And I want to tell you that Acharya Shunya writes, spiritual bypassing is the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, or unfinished developmental tasks. Hmm. Powerful. Essentially, what this means is that you can use spiritual ideas to avoid doing your healing work. And Acharya Shunya says that this is like putting new clothes on over the old tattered ones. And she quotes in, in her book, she quotes Robert Augustus, what's his name? Masters, Robert Augustus Masters. She quotes from his book called Spiritual Bypassing. To give us some examples of what spiritual bypassing is. And so I'm going to read you this quote. While I do that, I want you to see if you find yourself ever doing any of these things. Okay, here goes. Aspects of spiritual bypassing include exaggerated detachment, 
emotional numbing or repression over emphasis on the positive. Anger phobia, blind or overly tolerant compassion, weak or too porous boundaries, lopsided development. Usually this is cognitive intelligence being far ahead of emotional and moral intelligence. Debilitating judgment about one's negativity or shadow elements. Devaluation of the personal relative to the spiritual and delusions of having arrived at a higher level of being. Now, if you recognize some of these things in yourself, please be encouraged by the fact that Acharya Shunya says that spiritual bypassing exists in every spiritual community. <laughs> Thankfully, we aren't alone. <laughs> because no one is immune from Maya, forgetting who and what you really are the divine in human form. So just like we're in it together, the truth of your worthiness, your enoughness is already alive and well within you. It is intact within you. And the intention of our spiritual journey then is to reveal this truth. It is to reveal your wholeness, to reveal your divinity. So we can use wisdom reminders. Last week I shared four of them with you. And we can also use spiritual practices so that we can begin to discipline ourselves in a way that keeps us continually moving toward that spiritual truth and toward our healing work and not away from it even when it's uncomfortable or painful or both. So when we move step-by-step step toward the truth of our soul, we can experience this truth for ourselves inside of our own personal journey. It is no longer an abstract idea. It is something we're experiencing within ourselves. And, and when we have that experience, this is how we believe because we want you to have an experience of your truth. And we do this consistently, consistently, consistently so that we grow in embodying and realizing these truths. So I want to I give you a practice from Acharya Shunya. Actually, oh, this one's on page 57. And so we're getting more into the book. There's so much more in this book. We have really just brushed the surface here. I invite you to buy it and read it. And when you find yourself trapped in Maya, believing that you must do or say something to be worthy or good enough, you can do what Acharya Shunya calls practicing wholeness reducing attachment. 
So here's a practice. And I want you to just, I want you to try it with me right now. I'm going to read it to you. And here's, here's her preface. She writes, anytime you feel anxious or needy, anytime you find yourself fixated on things outside of yourself for fulfillment, put both hands on your heart. So go ahead and put both hands on your heart now, one on top of the other. And then repeat with self-acknowledged feelings, the following words. So you're on mute, you can, you can repeat them now with me. My wholeness lives inside me. My joy is right here in my own heart. My fullness lies right here. I can feel it. Myself with a capital S is unconditional love. Love is flowing through my heart. She continues to write, this is the wholeness mudra or the hand heart gesture. It gets you in touch with your own indwelling self with a capital S. And this gesture with the accompanying words instantly reawakens soul memory. So when we make contact gently, the splendid inner self contacts us back and gives us gifts untold. So when you feel that anxiety, both hands on your heart. Say your affirmations, remember who you are. Allow the self with a capital S to shine its light of truth through all of the limiting thinking. Because no matter what your mind, your heart, your body, or your ego get trapped in, there is a powerful truth alive and well inside of you. This truth has the courage, strength, clarity, and wisdom you need to guide you through the required transformation to reveal the self with the capital S within you. And even though as humans, we are subject to Maya, forgetting who we really are, I believe that we are also wired to remember. So as the divine in human form, you are unimaginably powerful, inherently joyful, infinitely playful and creative. So I invite you to claim this as your truth this week and affirm, I am unimaginably powerful inherently joyful, infinitely playful, and creative. The infinite one in you is free of Maya. The eternal part of you cannot be limited, bound, or stopped. This is the divine in you. So know that you are loved as you are, where you are. It is safe 
to stop pecking the mirror, to rest, to put down your old habits. The spiritual truth of yourself with a capital S has the power to liberate you every time. You are free. You are sovereign. And so it is. So I invite you now to take this into prayer with me, to turning within, to that sacred divine space of the self with a capital S that lives vibrantly inside each one of us. It is right here, right here. Hmm. I just recognize that this love, this divine love, this divine grace, that it is alive and well, it is free and and boundless. It is infinite and eternal. Nothing nowhere can damage, hinder, limit this. And it is this light of the divine self that it is alive within each one of us. And so knowing that is true, I recognize that the self with a capital S is guiding each one of us individually, uniquely, exactly where it is needed in our own spiritual journeys to illuminate what needs to be seen. I recognize and claim, affirm that this week there is a letting go of limiting beliefs. That each one of us in our own way stops pecking at the mirrors that we simply rest in this divine truth of the eternal boundless self within. I know that each one of us is waking up to this truth and that this divine love within each of us is stronger than any pain we might feel. It soothes anxiety. It calms the mind. It heals the body. And so I recognize that there is no limiting belief that can stop the self with a capital S. And oh, I'm so overwhelmed with joy and bliss to know this truth and to see it all around. Each one of us is blossoming as that rose of truth right here and right now, recognizing that each step on this path reveals this powerful truth of being unimaginably powerful, inherently joyful, infinitely playful, and creative. I let it be what is. And so it is. This is our offertory time. This is a community that practices gracious giving. Uh, we, teach, we teach gracious giving as a spiritual practice. This is a time where we acknowledge that we are in divine circulation, that we live in the law of reciprocity. We know that we are inlets and outlets of the divine and that as we give, we receive. As we love, we are loved back. We know what we give away 
returns to back to us. Heaped up and overflowing. And so this community creates sacred opportunities for transformation. And as Cassandra, Reverend Cassandra so beautifully told us today, the transformation is about becoming more ourselves. It's about engaging our self with a capital S. And so if there's anything in today's service that inspired you or ignited something new in you, we hope that you will make an offering, make a donation. You can go to the website at www.csl-whiterock.com and go to the donate page. There are many ways to give. You can mail a check. You can give through the website. You can send an e-transfer. And this is a community that as it receives, it gives. So this is a community that sends its money out to um, in, in a form of tithing. And so please uh, join with me in declaring our prosperity affirmation. Divine love within me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give and all that I receive. And so it is. <laughs>